0: Wandering Journo and Stories That Matter studios, I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town, the podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. As part of Reconciliation Week in Australia, Streets of Your Town speaks to trailblazing Aboriginal entrepreneur and proud Wiradjuri man, Barunga Wadjuri. His gallery and dining experience in the heart of Brisbane, aptly named Barunga, has overcome the challenges of COVID to become the only Indigenous owned and operated commercial cultural hub in Mianjin, otherwise known as the Brisbane CBD as well as being an accomplished artist of international renown, Burunga is well known for his work inside prisons, both pre and post-release. He invites us all to visit his gallery during Reconciliation Week and beyond to come and listen to his stories and the stories of his people.
1: So I'm Burunga Wiradjuri. I'm the co-founder and principal artist at Burunga Gallery and Dining, co-founder and co patron of the Wayne Weaver Foundation and recent alumni of the 2020-2021 National Cust- the inaugural National Custodianship Programme with the Australia Councillor.
0: Congratulations. It'd be great to hear about that as well. Thank mm. you, Virunga, for joining us on the streets of your town.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: no, and it's wonderful sitting here in your gallery and dining space here in the middle of the city. I think it's good to encourage a few of our listeners to come along and see you. You're a little bit hidden away, but just downstairs, mm. but mm. In the, not far away from the hustle and bustle of Adelaide Street, though.
1: Oh, a long way away when you get down here, there's no, there's no ambient noise in. You do get a bit of background music and a little bit of kitchen noise and that, but there's no street noise. We're the only place in the city that's like that, unless there's any other basement tenancies that are running like that. So, yeah, it's a real oasis away from everything else.
0: Well, tell us a bit about uh, your country, if we could start there. And Wiradjuri, can you tell us all about that and that importance of that connection, obviously?
1: Yeah, yeah so um, I'm Wiradjuri. I'm My home area is uh, around Bathurst. Our sacred mountain down there is Walu. My family law is storytelling, which was taught down on the Murray around albury And My personal law is the, is the law of the sky. My totem is the sky. I was named after my great grandfather, Birunga, who was also, well, if you go through name and which isn't a given, you're named after your great-grandparent, but in my case, it goes back to a creator ancestor around the area whose law is the sky and who worked closely with another creator ancestor called Bargamel, um, whose law is the law of the f- moment the sun touches the earth first thing in the morning until the moment it leaves, last thing at night. The reality is it never starts or finishes like everything else, but that's, that, that sky law is really closely linked. Our Wiradjuri Central or Yinjimata um, which is a five column event it is to do slowly which means you consider rather than react to be polite, to be gentle, to honor and respect but you've got to do all five at once so you don't get to fudge and just do the convenient ones. <laughs> um, but That under, underpins and informs everything we do, every aspect of business, person, life, professional uh, spiritual, everything, family, community, the whole lot. And uh, we're one of three businesses in this area, at least, uh, and Spirits of the Red Sand as well, who hold our cultural uh, currency high and never ever let it descend. Used to be, and still can be. Um, the, the norm is for black businesses to operate in the mainstream, you've got to be less black rather than more black, so your cultural stuff needs to sometimes actually disappear, which has led to a lot of black cladding. Um, Black cladding means that a non-Indigenous organisation gets access to funding for Indigenous organisations by having a a, uh, black fella on the the books. That happens a lot, especially in tourism. The other thing about, I guess, about me is I'm a co-founder With Madonna Thompson, our two families have co-founded a statewide independent indigenous tourism organisation called ITOP, which is Independent Indigenous Tourism Operators of Queensland, which we put together because we're precluded with black cladding and with a whole lot of the nepotism and the um, uneven playing field that is tourism, and it's hugely competitive. It's got nothing to do with our culture, so the way we work is, with ITOC it'll be, it is for established independent indigenous tourism businesses full stop we'll determine what is and isn't an indigenous experience or an indigenous product we'll rate it we'll reject anything that isn't and we've also got a um, statewide self-drive trail that's ready to go both of which were uh, not funded by the Queensland government during the year of the first year of indigenous tourism in the indigenous tourism funding. Um, Said that that wasn't the sort of thing that they supported. So we've got some really good corporate support, some really good legal support, and you know we work with non-linear time, which means you know you hear about Murray time or Query time. It's usually in derogatory terms, but it's a thing, and it's because we, we work when the time's right, not when the clock says you're meant to be there. And um, we're very much that way. We're that
0: sense of timing. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Time wasn't right, clearly. So we've we've <laughs> continued to push the things that are the timing were right for you know like just getting you know, ducks in a row and uh, being incorporated and taking counsel. We took we were given a day, which was, was I think it was meant to be half a day. but We've got two days, uh, a full day with Bill. Can't remember his surname now, but he's the CEO of the Woodford Festival. It was Horace. you know yep. yeah, yeah, that's him. Lovely fellow and really knowledge, knowledgeable around. Yeah. The benefits of his experience in regards to how we might best structure ourselves, and yeah, was and there was a lot of stuff we didn't really want to hear, but it was because it was spot on, you know, not because he was wrong. Some of the stuff didn't necessarily, you know, resonate with our particular thing, but it was very good. And we've had a lot of other, you know, supporters coming out of the woodwork, and actually, look, we're we're set. So there's Napop and Waitop, which is New South Wales, and um western australia and they both run on the world indigenous tourism alliances two core principles as we do which is and again everything's run on cultural priority which is in all aspects of in, in first nations or indigenous tourism we are the value proposition so sitting with us being with us on our own terms is the value proposition so you know it wasn't all that long ago that we were being told how to be black fellows can't you just do a smoking ceremony, almost lap-lap and head And we don't, you know, there is times for that sort of thing, but it's not just because you've opened the door for business that day. <laughs> um, and the second thing is to tell the truth. Truth-telling is an incredibly important part of what we do, what we do here, what we do in, in tourism, what we do in our day-to-day. So um, every opportunity we get to do that astutely, Offers this opportunity to build relationships, which sometimes leads to alliances. Often, if not all the time, leads to into a shift in perception. Yeah, that's really a a real privilege to be working with those young ones. And our curriculum's being looked at really strongly at the national level, and it's a it's a genuine alternate, complementary entrance into professional art that uh, that kind of presupposes you can paint. You can produce work it's just about managing yourself and you know having those insights about how to manage the duress of producing work and that sort of thing so and having your responsibility platform um, and then you know the, ki- the kids in the business with us so there's no it's no what is it drip down or anything like that if they write in it and you can't get that any other way there is other stuff but i think it's probably Star, oh yeah the about. charity
0: yes <laughs> oh. can you tell us about that
1: <laughs> yeah the charity's name's the wayne weber foundation it's named after wayne that's in over there and over there actually wayne and i've been mates for a bit over 20 probably about 22 years now he's a life he's a lot of things he's a vietnam dad he's an artist in his own right and he's also a life sentence prisoner. And in Queensland, um, you never finish a sentence if you're a lifer, so you either serve it inside or you serve it outside on parole. He's been on parole um, since the first of January two thousand, and um, we used to work. We came across each other. I was working at eight at Adolescent Drug and Alcohol Withdrawal Service over at Wollongabba or South Brisbane, and then uh, and he was still doing work release and. Um, started working over at Brisbane Youth Service, which used to be, you know, where you got your chops. It was pretty full on, nowadays it's a bit different, but um, I got Ed Hunter to go over there, we started working together and throwing kids out of planes and with parachutes and all that sort of jazz. So, And on the way through we'd often say, because the helping business or industry is chock-a-block full of people who've, never, who've got massive issues, who have never ever worked through one of their issues, vicariously inflict themselves on people with, with issues, as helpers, in inverted commas. Neither Wayne or I um, are without issues, but we certainly work with our issues ongoing. And um, it gives you a different lens and a different way of interacting, and certainly It certainly takes the stigma out of you know interacting with people for whom social graces and that aren't really a thing. So we became mates, and we always used to say, "Well, you know, if we had our own, if we didn't have to listen to these wankers. <laughs> we had our own place, you know." What, you know, and so when I started painting, and uh, one thing led to another, and we ended up opening up. Well, there's a bit of a yarn to that too. But with the foundation, we ended up opening the gallery over on the south side, and looked at how prisoners might be able to. And I'd been. Um, asked to start going in to the prisons, and I ended up with a go anywhere unescorted, through Serco, out of Gatton, and then now in the state system.
0: That would take a bit of work, I imagine, to get to that level of trust.
1: Um, yeah. It's unique, I don't, there hasn't been another, as, as I understand it, there hasn't been another civilian black fella that gets to wander around. But um, we're pretty, well, we're completely transparent about who we are and we work with what's best for everybody what's most useful for everybody inside the, the wire on every given day and that's the staff and the management as well as the as the fellows that are doing time or whoever's doing time. Yeah, and we've been tested on that a number of, on a number of occasions, continue to be and our thing is people say to us often, you know, why aren't you work with the young ones? You've got a background working, with blah blah blah. And that's true. But you're really up against, like, the kids are really up against it because locking up kids and telling them what to do is the antithesis of anything that's going to actually work with them. So what we, our focus in that regard is the people that our young men look up to are the fellows that are in community. And you know, through colonisation, there's this ridiculous thing come about now, where young fellows anticipate doing time as a part as a part of their coming of age, and they want to get the big one out of the way first, and all this, you know. Entirely unnatural, introduced um, stuff that's killing us. So, if we have senior men come out and don't go back in, and who are serious individuals, they're not. um, You know, you don't hear them. You don't. You don't even need to. You know, they're just they're deadly. So, that's what we're working at. It's a really long game. Um, As we're I work. Uh, six to nine generations forward, six to nine generations behind. So it means that what I do today, I don't need to, if in six to nine generations time, the penny drops, then it's a day well spent. It takes the ego out of it and it takes the bullshit out of it because you work in debt, you know. Um, again, it's a long game, we're a long game people. We don't, all this quick fix, instant gratification bullshit that's come you know, it just doesn't work for us. Anyway, that's It here, explains
0: uh, why this is so multifaceted too. It's not just the gallery, it's not the no. dining, it's, it's why you've got so many aspects to what you're doing. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, from a fiscal perspective and business perspective, Susie, my um, long-term partner in crime and adventure is our CEO. And, um, yeah, she's got a really... She's really savvy. She does micro and macro at exactly the same time, seamlessly. She's got um, international corporate experience at, experience at the highest level. And I her out a, a really successful international career of her own business and coming and doing this as our CEO. And we wouldn't we wouldn't have lasted six months without her. Um, but you need to have multiple streams of income. So for here is so that for instance when we started up we had to focus on what was going to bring money in. So inner city, 500 square meters, licensed you know, restaurant and that. We focused on events and catering, which is still our key focus as far as bringing coin in because opening the doors as well and good, but it's kind of like throwing a prawn in the river and hoping, you know. Look. And being in the CBD, anything that's outside of, I think, 7 a.m. until 6 p.m you got to pay for aircon, you got to do all that sort of jazz as well. So, you know, there's a lot to consider in you doing your things, but that's still our key focus. We stayed open during COVID. Really? Yeah. Wow,
0: because um, it hit the arts so hard.
1: Yeah, well, Good. if we only relied on art, that'd be it. We wouldn't actually have been able to, but because we mm. do food, we were deemed the oh. necessary industry, we kept our staff on. That was the key focus. That's and then, great. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, it was a really interesting time but what we did was did stuff all business seriously like the cbd still really depressed it's like you know they're talking about the people coming back but you know it, one three day lockdown and it's a three week you know at least three weeks before you get anywhere near where you were the day before you recovery know. So, yeah yeah um but we've got really good supporters what we're going to do anyway is the the evening programs Our um, we're running out of degustation, purely degustation thing with native ingredients. Yeah, yeah. So we've got the equipment coming for that. It'll be booking only. There won't be any walk-in. Our advice has been to make it expensive and do upsells like have me speak to the table or Madonna Thompson speak to the table about native foods or Sylvie from Bomsey talk about her stuff or Clinton Schultz from Sobar Beverages. Sounds Dr. great. Yeah, well if they're going to pay more they're going to be a good audience, you know, they're going to be Absolutely. enjoyment. it. So that's...
0: When do you hope right. to just kick them off, Bronga?
1: Um Getting a tradie at the moment is like asking <laughs> a hen for a spare tooth, um, but we need a chef that can manage that and that's not uh, common. Our allies are really important to us. Overall, we're, we're just it's just on enough of us to do everything by ourselves. Anyway, we need allies uh, and welcome allies. We have to address this this deficit in opportunity that has and continues to exist. And we're just pressed. that's why our cultural integrity and our cultural congruence is essential, and why it'll never move in anything we do. And that's for anybody that works here and anybody that works with us. There's no getting around it. You know, it's. Um, It's kind of yeah that's the thing it's on our terms
0: and do you still get time to when i arrived you were talking about how the importance of that cultural practice with your own artwork do you still get time amongst all that to to do that
1: yeah i make time
0: just spent a week on it
1: yeah i've just been given a really amazing commission uh from from a traditional owner here to tell stories of the river that i didn't i wasn't aware of just just finished that one but we're going to make a bit of a thing about that don't quite know how yet, (laughs) Uh, but it might be a dinner or something like that, because it's, you know, they're very happy with the work. I'm very honoured to, as a Wiradjuri man, to be doing a Yagara piece. We've got the bicentenary Martial Law being inflicted on Wiradjuri Um, coming up in 2024. I've been commissioned to do the stories leading up to and including that event. We're the only, well, the only mainland mob that it's been... uh, Uh, Declared on, and uh, that was and that was triggered. That was the frontier wars for us. That was, and we were the second wave of invasion. So 1824, they'd been down in the Sydney Basin for a while, and they ended up coming up our way and causing trouble. So there's that, and um, we've got some new products coming up, just a strictly online series that we call calling Noble Savage Luxury Gifts. Um, you can't, they will never be in the gallery, they're only online. It sounds
0: like you've got so much wonderful stuff going on. It's an exciting time.
1: Yeah, it's ongoing, it's mm. ongoing. We just keep generating new stuff and servicing it. But it's, you know, we're employing now, I think we're 60-40 mob v non-mob. That needs to improve. So we're working hard at that. We've got a couple of senior positions we really need to get up and above everything, you know, and making opportunities available. And if, if, if nothing else, being a reasonable example, and not just the mob, but in the corporate arena in particular, about us doing stuff on our own terms, you know. Even with the art, you know, we don't have any middlemen. There's no, we don't have any parasites on us, right? Mm-hmm. So we're healthy in that regard. And we show other people our way of doing that and encourage them to develop their own way of doing that. So
0: we've got all sorts of people who listen to the streets of your town, all sorts of business people and students and artists and I suppose coming into Reconciliation Week this week, would you encourage them to come down and have a look and come and have a coffee with you and
1: a what it's all about? It's very good
0: coffee, I can say. I've been sipping on my coffee. We've had
1: one of my Closest brothers Mark McMillan, Dr. Mark Professor Mark McMillan and his beautiful partner Pete came in one time because we said if the coffee's no good we're not opening the doors, don't care about anything else. Get the priorities
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. And Mark
1: said um on his way out he yelled "Bruh, you know what? You can tell everybody it's not only better than Melbourne coffee, it's two gay black men better than Melbourne Coffee. <laughs> from Melbourne, better than Melbourne Coffee. <laughs> We also have a really good mate, Marcus, who had Bessick Bunker and um, John Mills himself. And Marcus is our... Um, he's a mate, but he's also our secret shopper. So the only way this mob will ever knows is the, the fellow that comes in and always asks for one without and one with milk. But, and he's really astute, and he would call it, um, but we've always had thumbs up in that regard. So. But yeah, reconciliation, we, we've got a dinner on, on the, this coming Saturday night. So that's a panel event. It's a three three-course meal. Mm. Sit down. There's a panel with myself, Madonna, and the two kids from the well. They're not kids. <laughs> Just everyone's young. Younger yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> Kane, Brungies, and Stevie o Chin will be on the panel, and will be that'll be moderated by Rihanna Patrick, who until um, cool. fairly recently was with ABC, but she's busted out and doing some really. Really deadly uh, stuff. But otherwise, yeah, always just coming up a yarn. I think one of the things with you know people that are signing up for reconciliation coming in here, I don't know what they're is gonna happen, but I pretty much guarantee it's not what they're thinking. We've got Bradgery, Yagara, Milleroy, tungari uh, Torres Strait Islands, Kabi, Kabi, Waka, Waka, were you and Kawa wow. represented. In any so there's gonna be we all just speak for our for, for our personal selves. Mm. But um, yeah, just like everything nowadays mm. it's mostly about white fellows, not about black fellas. So <laughs> when you when you hear from our from our perspectives I think, you know, hopefully the, the conversations will open up and strengthen relationships. Mm. But there's some um, some heavy hitters coming in too, so it's really I'm I'm really I love yarns, you know. So, yeah. yeah,
0: good opportunity for people to come in and listen.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and
0: hear these stories and look at this stunning artwork that surrounds there's us here. some more
1: going up today. We're freshening things up. We've got some stuff back from Bathurst recently. Mm, so, beautiful. There's pretty strong stories around that sort of topic.
0: Oh, I really appreciate you giving us some of your time today and telling us about your beautiful gallery and dining space.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: That was Wiradjuri man Barunga Wadjuri, the founder and principal artist of the multi-award-winning Barunga Gallery and Dining in Brisbane. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday, incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates or join my wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website s o y t